From the banks of the Avon, welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The voice for that black sheep in all of us is Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his views on today's issues. Everything. Nothing is off limits. His insights come not only from his years as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook, we're Black Sheep Rebranded. Email Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com Rick at rstherapygroup.com or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca And now, here's Rick. I wonder what he'll talk about today. Good morning, folks. Good afternoon. Good day. Good whatever time of day it is that you happen to be tuning into this podcast. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough, everyone, for, who is turn, tuning in. Um, you know, Rebecca runs the analytics every day, and uh, we have people now throughout Europe and the Middle East and India and North America who are turning into these podcasts. And uh, we work hard at them, and thank you very much, and thank you for, for giving us some of your time to listen. And, um, yeah, well, today we, uh, we've we batted around an idea, and it and it actually came out of a breakfast that I had the other day with with a couple of guys. I, I've known the one since grade nine, the other one since grade seven, and, uh, you know, both of these guys at different points in my life have, have been very important to me and very close to me, and um, the one guy had recently been in a car accident about a month and a half, two months ago. He wasn't critically injured, uh, but he was injured, and uh, so when I heard about that, I was like, you know what, before, before we're in the ground, before it's too late for us to actually sit down and have breakfast, we should take the time to actually do that, because again, these, these guys, it's just life and and spouses and 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 all the things that came with that and and it's really ironic what i want to talk about today is the trauma that comes from our loved ones the people closest to us and this is going to sound like an an unusual type of trauma because people usually think of the motor vehicle accident right that this one guy was in traumatic for sure however It's the death by a thousand little tiny pinpricks. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people closest to us. And it's really funny. So again, like I I said, I've I've known these guys like 40 years plus, uh, 45 years. I've known these guys a long time. And and as I've known these guys, it's really funny because we're sitting there at the table and we're talking about the one guy when he got married 14 years ago. And my ex-wife uh, didn't want to sit with uh, guys I'd gone to high school with and their partners because she wasn't comfortable. So therefore, it was like I was giving these people a cold shoulder, which wasn't my choice. However, that was that was her feeling. And, and, and she's entitled to it. And so as I was married to her at the time, I... I, I just bowed my head and said, yep, not a problem. And uh, the other guy had been married for 20-some years, and, and he is now divorced. And he said, yeah. He said, you know, when, when I got married, 
He said there was no more any of you guys. No more anybody from my past. It was all her family, her friends, and anybody from my past she didn't like. And summarily, it was just, nope, that we had to uh, leave. And um, then we come around to the, to the third guy who's been in the motor vehicle accident who struggles with the relationship he's in. Struggles because he wants to be able to go golfing. He wants to be able to do things that that he wishes to do. And it's such a, a, a sad and poignant statement because he was talking about one of his brothers. He's the younger, youngest of a met full of kids. And uh, so we're going to call one uh, motor vehicle guy and we're going to call the other one Smiles because he is always smiling. He's always looking like he's just a happy camper. And so motor vehicle guy has an older brother who has had a few nervous breakdowns, uh, has had a few things where he just is is so overrun with emotions all the time from his life, from his personal life. And he does nothing and has done nothing to to change that. And And it's really funny because then Smiles is sitting there and he said, you know, it was the twitch in my eye. And so, you know, motor vehicle guy is talking about his brother and, and how he shakes and tremors and he can, you know, they're always worried about him losing his balance and so on. And uh, he said, you know, it was really funny a few years ago, we took him out to the golf course and, you know, shaking like a leaf, put the golf club in his hand, got him up to the tee blocks, got him out on the fairway anywhere. And he was good to go. He's solid, no, no shake. No shimmer, no anything. He was rock solid. And smiles. He said, you know, it was his eyes. He was under so much pressure from his ex-wife and 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 his eyes would twitch. And the, you know, ophthalmologist looked at him and there's nothing physically wrong with his eyes, but it was all emotions. I had a, a guy who's a paramedic who, his ocular pressure, so when you go to get... Uh, uh, an eye test done and they they blow that little puff of air at your eyeball. What they're actually doing is they're measuring the pressure within your eye. And if the pressure is too high, you can do a lot of damage to your own eyes. And uh, so this this one guy is a paramedic. And so his personal life, um, the ocular pressure was up through the roof. And they were concerned he would end up blind if something wasn't done radically to lower that pressure. And he didn't have high blood pressure. He didn't have anything else going on. But what he did is he did store up a lot of anxiety within him. And so that ocular pressure, when uh, through counseling, when we got it to drop, all of a sudden things were much better. In the case of motor vehicle guy, you know, he's he's talking about his, his brother and how his brother shakes and how his brother has these tremors and and his brother is truly this nervous wreck. And as he is this nervous wreck, this this concern over his well-being and, and over family and, and so on. And, and it's funny because Motor Vehicle Guy is in the exact same situation right now where, you know, he is looking at, uh, you know, the anxiety and the pressure of his own personal life. And Smiles is sitting there. Uh, he is now... Uh, happily uh, divorced, taking care of his three kids, paying for their post-sector education, uh, working his butt off, doing absolutely everything that he could possibly do, and he's and he's doing it, 
as humbly and as kindly and as respectfully as as he and it's just who he is that's why i'm referring to him as smiles but it's that death by a thousand little tiny pinpricks that is often what i see in marriage counseling it's often what i see within couples and it's often what i've seen within my own personal life where you know, it, it's that small, little, tiny nudging constantly. It's that little, little aching. It's that little pushing. And so what happens is we end up in a situation where, uh, and I'm going to use one of my clients from this week, devote Christian, uh, absolutely sin uh, for for getting divorced or even contemplating it, and uh and her words to me were, but Rick, you know, I'm getting to a point where I just want to be loved. And if I only get one go around at this life, I've given two plus decades of my life away. I just want to be loved. And so as we talk about her husband and we talk about uh, the disrespect and we talk about um, the, the things that go on, you know, this woman is dying a thousand deaths every day from subtle little disrespect and sudden little things that go on that we don't stop and apologize for. We don't stop and go, well, that must have, that must have hurt. And often it's funny in the apology, people will then turn it into something monumental. Oh my dear God, I, I, I can't fix this. Yes, you can. Virtually anything in the world can be recovered from. Death, obviously not. Amputation, obviously not. There are some things you just aren't going to regrow a foot and you're not going to come back from the grave, unfortunately. But most things in life, betrayals, most things in life such as, as harboring guilt and resentment. And so motor vehicle guy this morning was talking about how he is constantly blamed for his interpretation of his wedding day, of him being joyous and happy. And and quite honestly, and, and, and as full disclosure, I actually photographed on behalf of them their wedding as a wedding gift. And I was I was more than happy to do it. And it was it was a lot of fun and, and it was beautiful. And he was absolutely beaming with joy. And Yet for her, it was never enough. It was never enough to actually make him feel better, make him feel okay. Smiles married somebody who did not uh, uh, was not born and raised in North America, and uh, he was very happy to 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 get married, very happy to to become a dad, very happy for all kinds of things. However. That sense of constantly being pushed, constantly not having ability. And I remember his wife uh, one day saying to me how uh, she was too fragile. She was too weak. She was, she was not able to lift things such as a bag of milk. And then I watched her get upset and throw a chair across her room. You know, that type of manipulation, unfortunately, happens in relationships all the time. I happen to be talking about predominantly uh, Smiles and MVA guy. Um, and so, so that motor vehicle accident guy and, and Smiles. So we're, we happen to be talking about their spouses as, you know, as, you know, they're, they're women. But 
again, as I said earlier this week, I was talking to another lady who, again, her husband, she just feels so betrayed as a human being and so worthless as a human being. That idea of trauma by our closest allies, our closest our closest elements, they are so close to us, they could almost be a part of our skin, is a traumatic thing that I see all the time. I see it within children. I see it within adults. I see it within families where the respect, true respect that should be reciprocal is usually unilateral one way. I want to pause there because again, it is unilateral. It is one way. It is typically more from one person to, to another than it truly is an equal giving. We all have insecurities. We all have things that we struggle with. And we talked about this saying, that, you know, when we had breakfast, old saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So if, if, if the wife, if the woman, if that, if that person who identifies as that within the relationship is not happy, then no one is happy. Well, quite frankly, folks, I have seen this all too often where it is a person in the relationship going, it has to be my way. So I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to have a car. I'm not going to push myself to to be able to to you know actually sustain myself or move myself around the planet and I'm going to ask my partner to do all of the driving 100% of the time to pay for the vehicle to do all the things that are needed and they are going to be there constantly say I need a ride but I need a ride but I need a ride here and sounds insignificant Spend 10 years, spend eight years, spend five years with somebody constantly saying to you, I need a ride. I need to go to the lumber store. I need a, I need a piece of wood. And then you get home just to find out that the next day you're going back to the same lumber store for some screws. And then the next day you're going back to the lumber t- store for some brackets. And then a week goes by and then you're going back to the lumber store for some more wood. This is where these people don't understand that what they are doing is they're, they're, they're committing murder to their relationship. They are truly murdering their relationship because they are believing that so long as they are happy, then everyone else can be happy and should be happy. Completely preposterous. Motor vehicle guy said he hates the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I said, man, amen to that. Absolutely. I am 100% in agreement with that. That is the worst saying. And and I had a wife uh, who used to say that to me. And she would always say, Rick, you know the saying. If, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I'm not happy, so therefore you're going to be unhappy. I was so happy to be divorced from her. Because what she did is she never took the time to actually go, oh my good God, wow, just hold on here. This is a two-way street. We should be doing things to reciprocate and and aid each other. This isn't a one-way street. This isn't just me going out there going, this is what I want and this is what I need. 
And so I'm going to get exactly what I want and need. No. No, that this isn't a one-way street. But as I said, unfortunately, all too often, and as I said, I see it in my personal life, I see it in my friends, and I certainly see it at work. And I hear from it from people who who, are, who send messages about these podcasts and that, and I and I hear from it in in just you know communication that comes through, and I look around and I go, wow, if we just woke up and spent some time going, you know what? It is not somebody else's job to make me happy. It is my job to make me happy. It is their job to complement my happiness. But fundamentally, it is not my job to make me happy. Going to sound like a weird way again to talk about trauma from those people close. Years ago, I was on a dating site. And when I was on the dating site, as with anybody on there, I was looking for, I I was actually looking for love. I wasn't looking uh, for one night stand. Um, but, but again, that's where I was. And, and this lady, when we were talking, uh, you know, once we got past the, 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 the chatting back forth through messages, then we got to talking on the phone and, and we had decided we would meet the next weekend. And then she's getting very comfortable now with these. Cause we've had a few conversations that are like an hour, an hour and a half long, and she's getting quite comfortable and so she'd had a rather hectic day at school and she'd had a rather hectic day of of trying to get through her her day she had had struggled with you know people's emotions and struggled with with all the things going on and so i said to her i said well that, that sounds horrible i said do you have somebody that you go and talk to um, to help you know vent these ideas out or to to do the the things that you need to do and her response to me was but that's your job and I said no 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 it's not um yeah I may be a therapist and 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 I may fall into that role quite readily and quite easily however no mm-mm, no no way that is not my job because if that is my job, I have a whole long list of jobs for you then. A whole long list. And her words then were, when we concluded, well, you are of no use to me. Jeez, I, I didn't know that relationships were based on the direct usefulness of each other. So we take the person who doesn't have a driver's license and depends on their spouse for everything and does not want to drive nor has any intentions to drive or to, to conquer their fears or anxiety about it or to do anything. They are always downloading that emotional baggage onto other people through their burdens. The person who doesn't want to cut up their own orange because, God forbid, it's too difficult for them. No, no, there's, they don't have arthritis. They don't have any, any dexterity problems. They don't have any issues at all. I've had people say, no, that is their job. Their job is to feed me. No, it's not. It's to be kind. It's to be loving. It's to be sensitive. It's to be supportive. 
And so as with Motor Vehicle Guy and Smiles, while we sat there and we chatted and we chatted about divorce and we chatted about uh, all things to do with relationships, both the saddest thing that I think I've ever faced in my entire life is the ending of my first marriage. I got married at 20, full anticipation of being married until the grave. That was the vow I made. And then after nearly 25 years of a death by a thousand cold shoulders, by a death by no communication, a death by no intimacy, a death by no, 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 no tangible connection of any type other than our driver's license happened to have the same address. The most horrible moment was divorcing. One of the most joyous moments was divorcing because I actually said I deserve. And so when we were sitting there this morning, and we're t- or, or, uh, not this morning, sorry, but when we were sitting talking uh, at breakfast the other morning and we, again, we came around to Motor Vehicles Guy's brother who's has had various nervous breakdowns and various separations from, from reality and uh, really does struggle in immense ways. But he will be the first one to tell you that his wife is not kind to him. His wife may be a nurse. His wife may be uh, something of, of, uh, of a healer in, in one profession, but within those closed doors, no. And the same thing with smiles. You know, sweet, young, beautiful woman that he married decided to say, no, I'm not doing anything for you. So again, be careful, folks. Be really, really careful with the people who you keep close to you, the keep people who you base your relationships on, the people who you say they have my best interest at heart, because unfortunately, sometimes they do not. What they have is the old saying, if I'm not happy, then nobody's happy. And it's not about if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. It's about, unfortunately, in too many relationships, whether they be personal or romantic, whether they be business or whether they be colleagues at work, if I'm not happy, then nobody's happy. When you find those toxic people, please cut them out of your life and be happier. So from everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, again, thank you very much for tuning in. Love to hear from you. Have a wonderful day, folks. Again, thank you very much. It's Rick Sherwood here again. Thank you very much. As I continuously say, really appreciate everyone who tunes into these podcasts. Uh, But please keep in mind, uh, all the information contained within these is not meant to be a supplement or meant to be a replacement for psychotherapy or for anyone truly struggling with mental health. Please reach out to uh, a therapist and somebody qualified to help you out. If these ideas trigger something within you where you need to do that and you're not sure where to go, by all means, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to. Uh, go to blacksheeprebranded.ca uh, and we can direct you in, un- in unbelievable different directions. Piracy, please don't pirate the information in this. It is proprietary. Uh, please also make sure that, uh, that you understand that this isn't about us wanting to be greedy about our ideas. This is us wanting to make sure that our ideas are uniquely and collectively kept as ours. 
so that we can use them as we see fit and not how other people want to do it for their own piracy and their own benefit. Y'all be good. Take care. Bye-bye.